Hello and welcome once again to the Football Index podcast and today I've got the pleasure of introducing Gene who is uh, quite a weird and avid Football Index user on, on, on Twitter and uh, he, he loves to crack a joke and uh, yeah quite a funny bloke but I've actually met him in, in real life in London we, we met out for a drink because we work uh, quite close together and I thought, you know, he's not actually that weird in person. So I thought, what? Well, why not having on the podcast as well? But today we're going to talk about the kind of the announcement that went out earlier in the week about football index. And uh, but but first off, why don't we uh, why don't we get you to introduce yourself, Gene? Yeah, um, thanks for um, having me today. Um, quick introduction. So. Um, Obviously, my name is Jean. Um, my last name is Jurien. So I think I think there's like a fake account going on. Um, someone with like a bitch tits, I think, uh, created this. Um, so I joined Football Index, I think, 2018. Actually, last year in, in June. My flatmate basically recommended this. And because I was sort of actively looking for, I, I, I used to invest in stocks. So I've been doing that for like six, seven years, but um, it got a bit boring to be fair. Um, and I was looking for some new opportunities and actually that's how I got across um, Football Index. And um, yeah, so to be fair, it's quite fun. And um, yeah, I had the pleasure, as you said as well, uh, meeting up with you. So it's actually fun to see or uh, to meet up with um, those weirdos in real life. And um, it, was, it was a good, um, good two pints nothing more i can tell the community and um don't get your hopes too high up and um yeah so that's that's it basically that's me um i have to admit i'm actually um i think most of the users of um football index are i guess british i'm i'm german to be fair so um was a bit I sad about the announcement I can imagine it would have been great if uh, if if one of the one of the foreign territories they were going into was germany that would have made your life a lot lot easier i know you travel quite a lot Exactly. Well, I mean that 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 perfectly segues into to what we're going to talk about first of all, and that is uh, the exciting announcement that in February 2018 we're going to see Football Index launched in Sweden, and I don't know when in 2018. I think there were rumours that it could be in February as well. Where we're going to see it in Canada. What what are your thoughts on that, Gene? How how do you react? Well, I mean, I like it. Um, it's a good idea. I've got um, German masters. I've came like I made some friends from Canada actually. And um, weirdly enough, they were all supporting um, either Everton or Chelsea. Mm, strange. Uh, weird, weird people. Um, but in general, like um, they told me that in Canada, Premier League is quite big. So people really, like uh, I think it was Saturday morning, they get up and they watch a game. So they're quite um, keen on the Premier League. So I think in general, like I think it's a really good idea to to move this into this. Uh, Commonwealth territory, um, Canada, basically. Um, so I guess it, should, it will give the market a good or decent boost. I'm not too sure about how they, how much they are into betting. To be fair, I have no idea about that. But um, in general, like as I said, Premier League is, I think, the most like um, attractive league over there. I think I think it is generally in the world, which is kind of the. Um probably the advantage that football index have when they roll it out into um into foreign territories that like nearly everyone in the world watches 
the Premier League. I actually had a friend who went on a year abroad in Australia, and he was talking about how Football Index should definitely target that territory next because they have like really a really similar betting culture to us, and also um, the Premier League, as you said, is really big over there. So, so tell me how you think because I, I saw a few whispers of this, where um, obviously the media buzz is going to stay isolated in the UK. How do you think Football Index are going to satisfy all parties you know with the time zone differences and canada being you know a few hours behind us and sweden being a an hour or two behind us as well how, how do you think that's going to work out are they just going to have their own like 11 a.m deadline <laughs> um actually it's a good good question um to be fair i haven't um really given thought like to that um but i guess um they have to go forward like with a more flexible deadline actually um but to be fair, honestly, <laughs> there's not a um, good idea I could write um, on the spot right now. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. It remains to be seen how that's going to work. But I think I think it will be quite quite interesting to see how Football Index pitch it to users. Like, wait, actually, like this deadline has to coincide with the UK with the UK media, which. I guess there are always going to be people who are going to be like, right, that's that's quite cool, actually, because I'm going to wake up in the morning and then by lunch, I might have gained some dividends there if I'm in Canada. Yeah. And uh, I'm in Sweden. The, the time difference isn't that, that big a difference, is it? But um, in, in Canada, where we're talking people getting up and, and you know, after their lunch at work, they're, they're looking to see if they've they've managed to sneak some dividends in, which is, which is great as well. Like you could be waking up to a, to a, a, a good chunk of money, but you could also be waking up to you know some some heavy loss as well because yeah. i was i was watching some nba some basketball last night and i was like wouldn't it be great if there was like an nba index as well right and um during the game that i was watching i just, i saw a horrific in, injury this guy um went up for went up jumped up and he landed right on his tailbone like flat on his backside and it was like terrifying because he kind of like dragged himself off like a snail yeah and, um and uh, like medical team were around him for like 10 minutes, like poking his legs to see if he was like, he could still feel them and stuff. It was really, really traumatic. And I just thought to myself, like, imagine waking up and you had owned a player that that happened to. Like, cause you know, we see horrific injuries in football as well. Like, ne never mind basketball. Like, you got Santi Gazzola, who, if he does come back next year for Arsenal as an Arsenal fan, That'll be like nearly two years out. Imagine if that if that had happened overnight to one of your players, and it can happen. Like if we we saw was it um, James McCarthy at Everton really bad leg break. Like if you're in Canada or America or the, another country with you know who are who are like seven eight and even twelve hours behind us, then you could be waking up to some horrible losses. Which is I think something that like football index will have to be quite wary of because like how do you how do you change how do you how do you get that right how do you make sure that those traders are, are protected because a lot of people talk about the spreads protecting people but i don't think waking up to someone with a broken leg even if the spreads are massive that's not going to make a difference people are going to sell whatever the case exactly um yeah i mean i think um that's going to be a sort of uh, i mean that's where you have to ask for the feedback of your, your users, right? And not only the newbies, but also the guys who've been on the on the index for like forever. Um, I mean, forever means two years, right? But, or almost three years now. Um, but I mean, 
we, we've seen tweets about um, stop and stop losses and sell orders, buy orders. That's something to to basically um, consider. And I think that could be uh, all like um, like notifications. Um, I mean, I, I, there's this uh, lovely bell on the app, which still doesn't have any purpose. <laughs> but I mean, at least um, it's there. So um, fills up the space. I don't know. Um, but yeah, in general, um, there there should be because we're getting bigger and there's much more money um, on the or in the index. So they, those stop stop losses um, um, or buy and sell orders at specific levels would be very very helpful. Or I mean, and that's something um, I don't know how this could be implemented or if this is actually valid. Um, I'd say approach, but. You could also think of closing specific markets, you know, like having a specific market hours. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of the spreads, to be fair, because I mean, you, we we uh, um, as you said earlier, right? You um, it doesn't make a difference if the, if this guy has like like a broken leg or maybe never be able to walk again, right? Like in a drastic like speaking very dramatically now. I'm gonna sell anyways, right? Because it's gonna be capital capital that is stuck. So I want to sell, cash out, and then even cover or like um, sort of compensate the losses with a different player. Exactly. So I think the the spread is sort of a dick move, to be fair, because there's no benefit. <laughs> I mean, it, there's um, if I will get the commission anyways, right? So um, might as well leave the spread at where it is. And don't put like a twenty percent spread on there because that's just unreasonable. There's there's no protection for any players. I mean, of course, I mean everybody's gonna sell the player. Like uh, if if he never can pl- if he can't play for if he's out for like a year, I'm not gonna. You must be like completely um, out of your mind to just keep him, right? <laughs> capital, yeah. Stuck. You can yeah. use capital capital much better now and uh, uh, with other players. So. I think I made my point clear. I'm not a big fan of the spread. To be fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people are. To be fair, um, there is there, there is something that needs to be done. Whether that be a, I mean, I talked about this with with SG to some length in in the last episode, and uh, we we talked about whether whether there should be some sort of cap, um, how much the the actual spreads influence liquidity in the market i mean we, we've had people estimate or, or adam cole said we've we've had one million pounds or between one and three million pound traded daily for the last few months if that's true that's that's reasonably good liquidity but could it be like three to five million pounds if the if the spreads are smaller because i think at the moment i look at players like neymar and messi and alexis who we covered in great detail last episode I I can't see any, you know, incentive as a new trader or to try and like trade in and out of those positions. If you wanted to actually, you know, like let's let's take Neymar for example. He he went up recently from uh, about eight pound fifteen to to nine pounds oh five now. I think the last time I looked, like with the spreads on, there's no way you could have bought in at the low end and and got out at the high end using the instant sell so you're relying on market sell and, and how much demand is there to buy a player at that really high end when yeah. the spreads are that big so it's kind of always counteractive uh which, which is i don't know it, it's a strange one it's 
it's one that I think going forward, Football Index really need to brainstorm hard, hard about and think about like how they're actually going to how they're going to give the incentive to the trader to actually buy into those positions at the top. Because yeah. for me at the moment, I, I was thinking about this every, uh, the other day, like the top player in the index is always overvalued, right? And that's not saying like Neymar's overvalued, but like the top player is always overvalued just because there is going to be someone cheaper who is going to gain more in terms of capital appreciation exactly, yeah. and combine dividends than the top player. If, yeah. you, if we're talking like... If you're if you're going to invest nine hundred and five pounds into to Neymar, if that nine hundred and five pounds uh, buys you maybe eight hundred of another player, it's the same amount of capital exerted, but that those eight hundred player uh, futures in another player could actually exceed how much you make on Neymar. So I think Football Index have to do something there where they actually. I don't know. It, they they make it more appealing for the user to actually buy into those positions. I mean, I'm not knocking Neymar's value at all. I mean, the other the other episode, I actually said that you know, like he's at some points it looks like he's untouchable, really. I mean, with the amount of goals, the amount of media hype there is behind him, but there is a serious serious thing that football index need to consider there because the top player is the person that stretches the market, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean. I've been. Uh, I mean, I've. I've um, I think to yesterday or two days ago, I sort of um, uploaded a screenshot of my top holdings, and you can see like Neymar. Um, I bought him a few months ago, right? Um, because he's a like he's a must-have in your po- uh, portfolio. By that time, he was he was, and he's still like a very good performance bus player and media bus player, but. He's so expensive now, right? And I think if you if you look at he's nine nine pounds, and the second ho- biggest holding um, is like I think Fikir or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. there's there's a price difference of six quid almost five quid. And I um, saw like a few players. I shifted my po- I, I adjusted my portfolio a few days ago, and I was actually thinking should I buy more Neymar or should I go with the lower price bracket? Because where is where do I see more capital appreciation, right? So, mm-hmm. and I've got um, a few K as a portfolio in here. So, um, and to me, it's already not that appealing. I'm fine with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold like my hundred Neymar, but I would. I'm sort of reluctant to top up, you know, yeah. because yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not bashing him, right? He's a really good. He's one. Of, I mean, obviously, he's number one for a reason. But um, he's not too. He's not that appealing anymore. That's a really good point, though. He is. He is number one for a reason. So if we're looking at the other side of the argument, like there is so much hype around him being the heir to the throne, right? In terms of the best player in the world, I do think that 2018 will kind of be his year. Well, he 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 surpasses Messi and Ronaldo because at for, at the moment we've we've I think we've gone from a big 2 in terms of Messi and Ronaldo to a big 3. I think uh, I saw that Messi or Neymar's scored and assisted in 40 uh, 41 times in like 26 games this season. You can say what I want what you want about his opposition but I mean he did it against Bayern Munich as well. Like yeah. uh, you're a German guy you, you probably watched that game with great interest. Uh, <laughs> and um, loved it loved it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like do you know what I mean like and he's going to probably end up being Brazil's all-time leading scorer. And if you consider Pele, Ronaldo, 
Ronaldinho, I mean, Ronaldinho wasn't a prolific scorer, but Rivaldo, like, that's going to, like, when we look back on this, we're going to be looking at Neymar as one of the best players of all time. There is no doubt about that in my mind. So he is, as you said, number one for a reason. But how the football index mitigate this opinion that the top player is always overvalued? And it's going to be hard. I think it's really going to be hard for them to do because, like, at the moment, what people look at, say, like, Apple is one of the most sustainable stocks in, in the stock market, right? Yeah, and that like rises two or three, four percent every year, and a, a lot of people actually look at that as like a like a fund. They just put it in there to avoid getting getting uh, bitten by inflation, as we've got quite high rates now in in the UK. And um, yeah, th- thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how can how can football index make it appealing to people who want to be instantly gratified by you know immediate returns? to make like to making them think that this like Neymar is top for a reason and if you do put like I don't know a grand into him chances are that by this time next year he's probably going to be higher as are a lot of players but like if we're talking about the the heir to the throne the next best player in the world that's going to be a hit so it's it's going to be really interesting but I think we've 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 gone on a bit of a tangent Gene and I'll try reel us back into this this territories talk <laughs> so so talk to me why you think sweden and canada were targeted i think uh, adam cole mentioned that quite a few wealthy people there obviously their gdp is probably like in the, in the top top ish percentiles in terms of the worldwide mm-hmm. economy what why do you think I, I like personally i never knew sweden would be kind of a territory targeted a kind of interesting place for them to choose mm-hmm. what are your thoughts i mean uh, i was quite surprised for me um those were sort of random countries to be fair not 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 saying that there's uh, not men in a bad way but with regard to football this wouldn't have been my first guess basically right <laughs> um but as i said for instance my some of the canadians i met um they are a big fan of the premier league so i guess um the, the data um fi has um is basically showing like maybe they, they i guess they know more hopefully they know more than we do um with regard to these two countries and i mean coming back to 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 my, my friends i've got so many friends apparently but um german masters right so um we were quite um we're more than 100 nationalities mm-hmm. um and i met a lot of um, we had a few norwegians um luckily male and female and um it was actually Quite funny because those um, I met two of the Norwegians, for instance, um, Petter and Stian, They were or are big fans of Liverpool. So because I'm a Liverpool supporter as well, uh, it was actually fun to see that um, the Premier League is attracting so many or is so attractive for so many different foreign countries. And um, I guess the potential in these two countries is just huge because I guess the, the domestic leaks are a bit maybe not as favorable as uh, as the premier league i'd say so yeah i think that's that's true again like targeting countries that don't have big football leagues in their country in their in their countries is, is is good but also i think there's quite like a big uh, like fantasy football community in scandinavia i know the um like uh, like a couple of the guys that have come top overall in the world have been um have been 
from Scandinavia. If you actually do go on YouTube, there are like a few YouTube channels dedicated to fantasy football. They're like proper talk shows all about fantasy football and they're all Scandinavian, which is really interesting. So there's that, like when I always explain the product to people, uh, Football Index, that is, I always say, if you imagine like a Venn diagram, fantasy football, uh, sports book betting, and then like uh, a stock index, mm -hmm. it's somewhere like right in the middle, right? So they're trying to appeal, I think, to you've got the fancy people, yeah. the sportsbook betting culture, which is in the UK, and then I don't, I don't know. The, I guess the all the advertisement in London is is catered towards the the stock market kind of target audience. So I guess from that perspective, I think it actually makes quite a lot of sense. The Canada one is a bit is one that I'm probably more interested in because I think um, the Sweden one is probably one that is going to be kind of like the gateway into into Europe, where where um where they're allowed to do it right because i think there are a lot of um a lot of gambling regulations in, in europe i know in france and spain it's quite strict i, I don't even, i don't even know if um bet 365 are allowed in, in some of those countries you probably know better than me like going abroad uh have you ever had any troubles with other you know gambling apps in germany in the past um to be fair um i was actually not um before before football index um I wasn't really into like betting at all. Um, so I, I, I look at football index in a way to see it as, a, as a, an investment rather than mm -hmm. just pure gambling and betting. So um, I know that like a lot of my, um, my mates back in Germany, I, I can see that they're like betting accounts, like um, they bet every Saturday and Sunday, but I never, never thought it would be like a big thing to be fair. Um, but I think I'm I'm missing a question right now. Sorry for that. Um, um, but I I could assume that in in most of the European countries, gambling is sort of like a very restricted and regulated territory, and um, you I guess have to find, as you mentioned, there are three components or pillars you have to look at, and I guess um, Canada and um, Sweden looked, for instance, very favorable. Yeah, I think it was really exciting for me to see people already on Twitter like, oh, this is finally coming to Sweden or wow, this is coming to Canada, which is like, that's really great. Like, that's exactly what you want as a, as a football index user. Like, to yeah. see people already excited about this is really, really cool. Like, for me to, like, I'll be able to, to track, like, my metrics, where my listeners are, where my followers are coming from. And I'll be really interested to see by the end of February or March if we're picking up any people from these countries. Yeah. But um, I'll talk about an another one of the points that Adam Cole made, which was kind of, obviously, like, when you make a massive announcement like that, everything else is going to be, like, you know, swept under the rug. Or not, not swept under the rug, just to say, but kind of, like, watered over or um or just brushed over because they're just not as big and one of them was uh, about analytical tools incoming that will mitigate the need for spreadsheets that's what i tweeted so do you use the spreadsheet at the moment gene yeah i mean um i use a spreadsheet in order to sort of track my uh profits or losses depending on i mean <laughs> it's there, were, there, there have been a few right weeks to be fair essentially um yeah, I mean, it's it's always you have to keep track somehow, and at the moment, it's quite. I mean, the the, the percentage change. Oh, I don't trust the calculations. <laughs> FI is basically like providing at the moment, so um, that's why I've got a spreadsheet. But I'm looking forward to 
the analytical tools to be there to have them basically on the go right so mm. you've got them in, on the app hopefully um and on the website basically so I'm, I'm i'm really much looking forward to that i'm really looking forward to not using a spreadsheet you know man yeah. honestly like like putting that putting that data in every week like exactly. it, it adds up in, in terms of how much time you use like i've got a video online which is which is i've hope helped a lot of people use a spreadsheet and uh i, I think using a spreadsheet is really important tracking your data and like what's worked for you beforehand i know that like for me if my if my profits in terms of dividends like if the dividends count account for like 20 to 25 percent of my profits then i'm kind of keeping on track with my like thesis or my tactic or my strategy which which is really good because then i can say oh well I, if i'm going way below that means that i'm kind of like selling players too early or, or, or being too liquid in my movements and if i'm going too high in that percentage that means i'm probably not trading enough which uh is something i'm quite wary of and w which keeps me in check really because i always look at it quite objectively i'm like right like bi-weekly or monthly i'm like looking at it i'm saying like okay well I'm, i've gone way above what i thought was like what I thought my targets were or way below, like what do I change or what do I keep doing? And that's really important. So for the, for him to say that this will completely mitigate the need to a spreadsheet, am I skeptical about it? <laughs> Maybe because, you know, like we've seen in the past, like, I don't know, like I, ca I can't see it being one of their priorities because if you're rolling out like um, into two new territories, how much is your product development team going to be working on? Uh, you know some crazy analytical tools but uh, I, I think that's really interesting like i think we've seen we've seen this like layer on top of football index being made by by the users like okay my content like we've got the football index twitter uh, community which is a, a like a layer in itself and then we've got people like guys that make uh that have got the the edge website that we know uh sotd and um fi analysis ab um they've they've created that product which i think has kind of probably inspired football index to be like right like we yeah. actually need to put our finger up because like why aren't we offering these services and i don't, I don't know if they're it's going to be the same as edge i don't know but if they're saying that it's going to mitigate the need for a spreadsheet then i'm pretty excited i'm uh i'm excited and i think uh i think it'll be good for football index in general like i think i think we're gonna see we're going to see people look at this as a more robust product, as a more professional product, which is what we need. And and actually, I wanted to pick up, uh, piggyback on your point about like you're on the move a lot. I know you travel quite often, so having like like really good mobile accessibility is really important to you. Do you think Football Index need to make a bigger push to actually like make the desktop app or website like as similar to the mobile app as possible? Because at the moment there are like small differences for me the latest update has meant that like i literally don't know who i'm selling anymore like if i've got 40 players in my portfolio i don't know who's being sold and if they're actually being sold i only know if like my bank balance is moving or cash balance sorry so how is it for you like when when you're always on the mobile app mostly right and uh you go over to the website and there's been a change or or vice versa and you don't really know what's going on and there's not that consistency do you think that's something really i think that's something really important that football index need to to to, to work on but do you think do you feel that's like a, a point that's kind of been overlooked yeah i mean in general you should always have a consistency right um 
I mean, I, I'm German, so I need to be everything and like, you know, consistent. <laughs> but um, in general, it's it's all about the user experience as well, right? Next to making money, you want to have you want to have it like as easy as possible. And right now, I really prefer like um, the app. It's 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 much better than um, the desktop. I mean, of course, um, all the studies are like. Of course, we're gonna like spend so much more time on our phones. So, of course, the focus is, I guess, on the mobile application. But there should be a consistent um, development. Definitely. Yeah, I, I I agree. Uh, I think in terms of the app, a lot of people do complain. I've I've got a, a friend who was on Football Index for a bit, and and the first thing he said to me was, "This app is absolutely horrific," and I just went. I just really can't can't argue with that because I think uh, I had a bit of a discussion with someone on, on Football Index, on, on Twitter about Football Index, sorry, and we were talking about how hard it still is to convince people to join because you, you mentioned that a lot of your German friends were sceptical, right? But it's still really hard in the UK to, to like, like one of my mates will send me an accumulator that they've just done and I'll just be like, okay, like just why don't you just use this for like a month and then you'll never ever go back to betting again. And they're always just like, oh, I don't want to spend the time. I don't know this, blah, 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 all this, all this stuff. And you end up just being like, fine, you're lost. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm happy making a lot more money than you uh, using this than you were using accumulators. And unless you really strike a gold mine and get really lucky, the chances are you're going to make more money on Football Index. So I don't know. It's. For me, it's still too hard to encourage people to to join the product. I don't know how you found or how you fed in that aspect as well. Yeah, I mean, literally the same experience. I've got um, like um, a few of my friends. Um, literally every weekend, they start like posting their bets in the group in the WhatsApp group, and um, it's like basically um, they're all supporting Manchester City, United, Spurs, blah blah blah. All these these clubs and they are so reluctant to sign up with um football index it's 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 um ridiculous i mean they um yeah, some of them invested in um any like in, in in the cryptocurrencies right which is some of those coins are so much more dodgy than football index uh, yeah of course and and they 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 i don't know there must be a reason why people still are a bit more like too reluctant to sign up with um with the app for instance because i've shown them the app and um i think that's something where football index needs to be um let's say needs to invest a bit more money to i guess come across more professional and that starts with the website and the app being more reliable and looking less maybe dodgy is the wrong word but um less gamey um, exactly because i mean i mean it's uh, it starts with the basic right so with the basic so i know that there's some there's been in the community twitter community there have been some people saying that when i open the app and go on news or like on buzz and then i want to read the news from certain players it goes to the article and then you see like this uh, it's not a cockwheel but you can't read the article right and yeah i mean yeah, 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 I've seen that. it's like uh going on for forever so that's something it's that's a basic um thing if i need to get right and uh, i i can't see how this for, for some people it works right so i don't know what's going on 
Yeah, it's, it's really strange. For me, for me, the biggest problem I've had with the app recently is like when you search a player and in the middle of searching it, the, the app just freezes. And I'm just sat there like I really like I've either wanted to react to some news that I've seen on Twitter and either sell a player or buy a player. And that 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 like, you know, that time used searching could could prove really costly for me, either in like not getting the player cheap enough or or not selling the player high enough. So it is that I think that's really important, like making the app as easy to use and also the website again as as robust as possible. We'll move on. <clears throat> the technical side for for a moment and um thank god I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah i felt i felt like you were about to start ranting there gene so i thought we'd, <laughs> we'd move on uh, <laughs> um but like a lot of other people were were talking about goalkeepers on on football index and uh, this is something that's been discussed on, on this show quite quite for quite some time and i said there's no way that football index would give the same payouts to goalkeepers because there's this the, the pool is just so much smaller right what what do you think they need to do to make because i do agree that they do need to make a, a goalkeepers more attractive to buy otherwise they're just like apart from transfer purposes they're pretty useless on the index right what do you think they need to do in terms of like a dividends like alteration or, or scoring uh, alteration to make goalkeepers more attractive for investors i mean if i just get like t- touch upon the point um of um the smaller pool of goalkeepers to be fair i mean if you compare the bracket of whole forwards to midfielders or like uh the mid- midfield what, what's the plural of midfield uh midfielders brilliant thank you um there um, we've got less forwards right we we do but but at the same time um like there is still going okay so like at man city you've got uh raheem sterling aguero and gabriel jesus who could be on the on the pitch at the same time right as forwards but goalkeepers you've got edison and the other goalkeeper on the other side so there's two there so the pool is so much smaller because right so the, the only re- the, what the reason I, I talk about pools right is most expensive players at the moment on the index are forwards like if we go on the index right now as i'm on now we got neymar first Messi second, Kane third, uh, Kane third, sorry, Sanchez fourth, Ronaldo fifth, and then Dybala is seventh, Lukaku is eighth, so and Salah is tenth. So eight out of the top ten are forwards, and that's that's why because the pool is smaller, so they have more chance of winning performance buzz. So if the goalkeeper pool is even smaller, but they can win the same dividends, what would that top ten then look like? Am I going to be looking at David de Gea, Hugo Lloris? Uh, Larice is quite wank, isn't he? But uh, uh, Testagen and uh, Edison, am I going to be seeing those top in the top five? I mean, I'm, I'm, that, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, because even though we've got less forwards, they still get the same payout, right? So, uh, I mean, obviously, it's like a marginal difference between the other pools. Um, I, I completely agree with you. And uh, of course, it would be unsustainable to um, have like the same payout for the, uh, for goalkeepers. And also, my first choice would be uh, Neuer. Uh, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, um, but I mean, they should maybe um, like half the the payout, um, and because it would be also more 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 interesting, right? Um, you've got so many things to look at. Okay, for instance, Neuer will have much more chance of having a um, clean sheet, but also he can make less saves, right? Like uh, less saves, for instance, That's right? True. So, and I think the gap between 
these goalkeepers like we've we've seen Neymar and Messi like uh, the their goals or uh, their points per per game is there's a huge difference and i think with goalkeepers um to to the rest of the normal human players right um if you look at goalkeepers i um i i think i've seen like a, a picture somewhere on twitter and you can see like the average uh, points per uh, per game they're very close so that's uh could be also more interesting for fi because this would trigger much more trading because you don't have like a favorable keep goalkeeper and then you would even you would look much more what kind of fixtures basically fixtures are in the next couple of months so yeah that that is the point that that i think is is really valid when we when people have this conversation or this debate is we want as much liquidity in the market as possible and if you have like okay let's say 10 percent of the people on football index are not people players are goalkeepers then you've got 10% of the market that just doesn't really move a lot. And that's not favorable to anyone. Like football index don't gain much commission from that. And we as traders don't really buy and sell those players because they're not going to return any dividends. And like in regards to transfers, like doesn't really happen that often where there's a massive goalkeeper transfer and they make like absurd amounts of money or they pay, get paid a lot of money for the goalkeeper, right? But what I will say is like, I've, I've said this quite a long time for quite a long time actually it's in football index's interest as a marketing from a marketer stand standpoint and, and you've worked in in big businesses and, and businesses before startups and big ones and so you kind of know in terms of growth how this works it's in their interest for the top players to be your neymars and your messies and ronaldo's right because those are the ones that are talked about the most and those are the ones that are going to perform the best so if you suddenly like introduce some uh, this is what i mean like if you introduce a new person to football index and they're like wow like neymar must be really flying now because he's scoring loads of goals and you're like oh well actually like david de Gea saved the penalty last week he's he's actually flying instead they're just going to be like okay that's that's a bit strange so that that's what i mean like you want to make it as attractive for new investors as possible and if they see the the fakirs the deli alleys the salas the exciting players going up in price then that's going to make them want to put more money in. If those players are, again, as we said, Neuer, De Gea, Lloris, are they going to be as encouraged? Probably not. But on the flip side, to increase liquidity, to make every player have some sort of value on the index, I think you're right. I think we do need some sort of switch there. How they do it, I don't know. But I think it, you don't, again, you don't want to piss off uh, existing investors by making it so Neuer can now win as much as Messi and also score like as much exactly. as Messi as easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like just um, one final point from my side, I could live, I mean, I personally would be happy with like 50% or like less, maybe um, a fourth of the current payout. So maybe they win like the top goalkeeper wins 2p instead of um, on like generally. Um and maybe it's not, I mean, legible for star player. I mean, will rarely happen anyways, I guess. Those those are kind of things or measures you could you could introduce. And I think this would not mean that there would be a huge shift in capital because the, the incentive is not too big. I mean, I wouldn't like sell my name in order to get like uh like one random um as I as we said earlier, right? The 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 difference is that's much more, let's say, 
they're going to be much it's going to be much harder to predict which goalkeeper is going to win mm-hmm. i think so i'm not going to say my name are for goalkeepers <laughs> so yeah if you, if you were worried about Fuck if you're worried about um if you're worried about uh, a gene suddenly selling his uh, his name off for significant amounts of Manuel Neuer and, and David Gea, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Not going to um, happen. <laughs> so, so how, do you think do you think football index will be on time with this um, with the rollout for other countries? Because we, we've talked we we talked about that at the beginning of the the episode, but I, I want to kind of go back to it a bit because I think it's probably the most important part of this episode that people want to want to hear reaction mm. to to what what could happen how it could affect the market so talk to me about like so we saw a lot of swedish players rise in price right like but as you said uh the swedish public might be more interested in um young premier league players rather than young swedish players am i am i wrong in saying that um no i mean like um i mean just coming back to your first uh like first question will they be on time um <laughs> i'm gonna ask you were they ever so uh, <laughs> But I mean, we're used to it. So I mean, if there's a slight delay, it always can happen, right? Mm. But um, yeah, I think I, I'd say. Um, I mean, I was when when they announced Swedish players, I thought like maybe it would be good, like quick flip. Um, mm. But I was a bit too late um, to to go into those Swedish players. But I think it's not gonna. It's gonna be more appealing to like for them. It's gonna be more appealing to. Uh, I mean, for various reasons to invest into the. I mean, well-known players, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, besides, I mean, we've got Lindelof, Lindelof with his um, <laughs> uh, bus potential, uh, uh, which used to be good because of his girlfriend. But um, I, for any other reason, uh, I wouldn't invest in him. But um, I mean, I would follow. I'm, I'm following her on Instagram because it's funny. But um, <laughs> it's a different reason. Um, no, but I mean, I mean, obviously, they will go into the like the players we would invest into as well. But yeah, no, that that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and on, on Lindelof, I think he's he's now in the squad anyway. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, even even I don't think even his girlfriend can can help him win any media buzz. It's just especially <laughs> not performance buzz. Um, <laughs> or but, getting into the squad in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, getting into the starting lineup is is probably going to be a start for him. But um, yeah, I, I I was just thinking like when when it first came out. Imagine if this was. I think someone someone messaged me this and said, uh, like, imagine if if Ibrahimovic was still at his peak at Man U, it would have been absolute chaos, wouldn't it? Like, you would have seen a significant amount of money going to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like, I can just imagine it him already being at the top of the index, and then um, and then kind of like just everyone seeing the Sweden Sweden announcement, and then just like piling a. a heck of a lot of money into into Zlatan Ibrahimovic which you know it would have been fun to see if you had him not very fun to see if you don't and then uh yeah I, I don't know I don't know it would have been great it would have been really good yeah same same opinion I mean if he would be still at his like in his prime um it would be fun to see because uh, I was thinking of going like investing into him as well I was like nah I mean he's gonna be leaving soon anyway so it's yeah, it's, it's it, that, that's a really high risk, high reward investment, isn't it, Ibrahimovic, with with a knee potentially leaving at the end of the season? But yeah. could be high reward if he comes in and, and scores a few goals in in some of the cups or in some some of the smaller league games. If he does play, you, you could be looking at a decent amount there. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, like there were there were quite a few other questions posed to to Adam Cole during this, and um, 
a, a lot of it was centered around whether or not this would be the same market mm. and uh, i mean luckily it is for us because i imagine having to track like the 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 daily swedish sports journal just yeah. in case uh someone wins some media buzz so are you, are you happy with that do you think football index could eventually look at um for a media outlet so do you, in your opinion do you think it will always be uk based i mean i preferably um i'd rather stick with the uk based right now um but in the long term you always have to think of you have to think of where are the next steps right we want to keep growing so it might be worth having um those the, those other journals as well like from those foreign countries you're in you're going into as well because i think it could potentially make it more appealing to those people living there because they know um which players in their respective countries are getting the, the most hype right um so it could be could make it more appealing to to sweet um swedish people or canadians yeah yeah that that is so true like um Again, if we go back to the the time zone difference uh, kind of stuff, like a lot of the breaking news from Sky Sports and BBC Sports could be happening, you know, when these people are asleep. So how, how do we how how do we make it more accessible to them? How how do we make it so they don't wake up and one of their players is, is in China for a medical? Like that that could be scary. Again, going back to my point about you know bad injuries, it only takes one to 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 make someone not want to be on football index again. I've seen people who, who bought Ibrahimovic at his peak when he, when he recently came back at like five, what did he get to like five thirty, right? Or something four, like that. Four something, right? Four, four, four eighty, or Yeah. Whatever. Like yeah. Cra- crazy, crazy, crazy rise from, if you consider it from two pounds, right? How, like if someone had bought at that, that peak and then woken up and he's like three pounds, how, how like, likely is it that they're going to stay on the index like what what do you think football index can do to to avoid that situation um i mean we've, like, i mean we've brushed over it before with with yeah. closing on, on over but like is there like an educational aspect as well which like i'm trying to do with this channel but is there an educational aspect where you know you shouldn't be buying uh when the player has gone up like four pounds or whatever i mean we, we we've all we all have our lessons learned right we had mm-hmm. Griezmann last year um we had Morata um and i mean we we've all lost i guess um a decent amount of money there and we're still we're still on the index so it's it's still because the index is fun right and Mm. also you you know that i mean okay i I lost a shit ton of money there but i can also recover it because we always say there isn't always an opportunity and if you Mm. look at the trending one uh the trending trending uh desk or like the trending table Mm. you can always see this there are play- players rising 20%, 30%, 40%. You won't be able to recover your losses that quickly anywhere else, I think. Um, so, I mean, if, if you lose money, it hurts, of course, but there's a lesson learned. I mean, you have to look at the trade again and say maybe it was, as you said, too risky to get in there, right? So if you think it's too risky, just don't do it and then stick with your gut feeling and your strategy. And... It's a painful lesson learned, but it's a good it's a good experience, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's just really unfortunate if you if you yeah. if you if you start and and the first trade you make is a massive loser, you're going to be really discouraged. And I, I guess what they tried to do with the you know the five hundred pounds risk free thing, but again, like it, you can imagine, it's happened before. Like you've you've just 
put in 100 quid and you're up to 150 so you feel no need to do the risk-free thing and suddenly you, you take a massive 70 quid hit and you're on 80 pounds again you're you're back to square one but you're also minus 20 pounds on your overall investment so uh, yeah it's it's a, it's a hard one i think that will be like when there are i talk about the, the second layer right of, of like the football index community people making stuff that help people trade right and that's what i'm trying to do with this channel with this podcast helping people learn how to use this platform because i think it's so profitable and i think it's so unique and i think it's so great that, that every person who's interested in football and the stock market fantasy football should be trying to trying their hand at this at least yeah like it's maybe maybe the responsibility is on us to try and help these people exactly i mean just just um quickly pointing this out like when i i said i started in during summer so may june um, so that's when um, Griezmann, I think, happened in July or whatever. Yeah. So it was still early days for me, and um, I got I, lo- I lost quite a good like percentage wise. I think I lost twenty or thirty percent of my overall investment. Um, but it didn't it discourage me actually, um, because I mean, of of course, I was quite um, upset. <laughs> but I mean, as you mentioned, right? There's a big community on on Twitter. I mean, there there are some really weird people there, but there there are some there, there are some ones you can trust, right? They they, they don't um, try to screw you over, so there's always someone you can reach out to for advice, and um, that's something I guess mm, you you can't find anywhere else, right? This the stuff you're doing is really it helped me a lot as well, right? Um, a few months ago, when you um, if I remember correctly, you started. Um, it's ages like ages ago right in football next terms it's like july so, yeah exactly right so that's helped me as well so just don't be discouraged it, you you won't uh, make the money and like that amount of money anywhere else mm, that's true i've i've not seen anywhere apart from potentially cryptocurrencies where like we, you, it can be as profitable but again like that is to some extent so much riskier because yeah. you're playing with something that you don't really know you're talking about technology that you don't really know there's so much market manipulation not any regulation like it's you know yeah. when people people have said that to me before but like actually like have you seen bitcoin etc i'm like yeah but like you don't actually know what's happening you're just looking at the price and uh exactly. whereas like with with these with this stock market at least it's 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 a bit more like i can actually apply the knowledge that i that i know and i mean going back on the educational you know side of things gene we actually spoke over our, our couple of drinks i think it was a couple when we met in london about um it was very romantic yeah <laughs> over our couple of drinks about um like why football index keep doing these trader meets on the weekend uh on the week or in weekdays sorry so that people outside of london can't really get to them i don't think i'll be able to get to to the, to the latest one uh because of work commitments but again like how do you think football index can can do more community stuff to actually get people from around the country to come and and, and like congregate and actually talk about this thing and help people learn from each other i mean it's a good point right um i for instance won't make it um to the next one because i'm i'm, I'm traveling again and i mean i even if i wouldn't be traveling um during the week it's always like a, a bigger commitment you know um you 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 have to work the next day you don't want to get too too like shit faced and so if you do it on the weekend right it's it's because we all we we we've got a common thing right to talk about so it's there's a big community i think it can um sort of um be 
you can make some something really big out of it, right? And the the best thing, um, the best marketing you can make is word of mouth. Um, and if you basically, besides having such a great product, um, on top of that, create such a great community, um, then basically you've got like, I mean, no one else is going to be able to. It's going to be really tough for anyone else trying to enter this market, right? So it's in the interest of Football Linux as well to sort of make sure that this momentum just goes um, like uh, continues to increase. And for us, I think um, I would be like, not, it's, it's not sacrificing a Saturday, right? Um, it's rather being excited to meet up like with the, um, I mean, we had a good time on that uh, when we met. So, um, so it's, it's, it's gonna be like, it's always fun to like exchange your, like your point of views, get a few pints in and then, um, spread the word as well. So I don't see any downside moving it from, for instance, the week during the week to the weekend. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It was, a, it was a, great. A, like, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> lost, lost my thought there. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point to be fair, Gene. I think like meeting you was great like we, obviously we'd known each other on, on twitter for quite a while and then we realized we weren't quite close uh, and that's happened to me before with um with the guys that uh who got the assess the fantasy football podcast we realized that we we actually worked really close by so um yeah it's, it's been good getting to know them but uh i mean i've i've been thinking like is it time for the traders to start organizing this stuff on its on their own like I, i've been thinking like why do not why do i not uh get a few people from from london who are football index traders and get them to help me create my own event and, and like get people from around the uk down in london for the weekend not during the weekday and uh we actually try and try and do something ourselves like i think my, my work do like a live podcast uh, every every quarter like I'd, I'd love to do something like that if you are interested in that kind of thing do do send me a message just just to just to show me that you're interested because i've been thinking about that because i do i don't think football index at the moment do it for the community personal opinion that means that we ourselves probably have to, to do something to to push it ourselves i I, sp I spoke about earlier about football index edge that the website probably forcing football index's hand into creating some sort of quantitative analysis tool why don't we show that we actually want to do these things on the weekend create like a really big event ourselves as a community and then they'll be, look at it and be like wow like this event has actually been more successful than we what we've ever done like uh why, why don't why don't we do it on the weekend yeah exactly yeah i couldn't agree more i mean um if there's like um like an event happening again which we organize or like you organize not we sorry but us as a community that's what i meant um that would be, I mean, I, I would be happy to join, right? Um, it would be um, fun. We there, we there's this constant exchange on Twitter, right? We always talk to each other, so it's also nice to see who's actually behind this Twitter tag yeah. and any random picture. Um, so I, it would be great if um, the traders would organize something like that on the weekend, of course. Yeah, like when this goes out later today uh yeah like if you if you guys respond on twitter with with your thoughts about that that'd be great like uh we could maybe um we could maybe try and do something i could try my best to to, to get some football index traders in london to help me like, organize quite a cool event but uh gene i think i've taken enough of your your sunday 
Sunday morning or slash afternoon. Uh, so why don't you tell the listeners where they can find out more about you? Um, yeah, I mean, th- uh, first of all, thank you for um, having me or hosting me or whatever whatever the English expression is for that. Um, I mean, you can obviously find me on Twitter with, um, I actually don't know my handle. What is it? <laughs> Ginger Paris. So G-E-N-G-E-R Paris. All in one nice. word. You can see fancy salmon shorts. That's me. Um, yeah, so that, that's where you can find Gene. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on, Gene. And I think I think we probably you're like I, I'm. You're always my go-to guy whenever I want to know anything about German football. So it could you know in a few weeks can we get you back on to do like a German football special? Yeah, definitely. Oh, great! That's great. I've been looking for someone to to tap into uh, the German football side of things as an insight. But yeah, thank you very much for for coming on, and, and thank you to all the listeners out there. Uh, a few more reviews recently, which has been really nice. So if if you do enjoy the show, uh, please do leave a review, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, and, and like those videos if they've they've added value to your life and they've helped you trade on Football Index. But yeah, thank you very much for for coming on, Gene, and thank you to all the listeners. Thanks, guys. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, that is us for today. And I'll, uh, I'll catch you, you know, I'll, I'll catch you shortly with some more content.